Welcome back to the Man Cave Beers podcast. Let me just pour a drink. So just pouring one of the last bottles left of the Cooper's Irish Stout Kit Brew, which I did ooh, just before Christmas, I think. Um, it's a really nice kit, actually. It's not um, one of the sort of expensive higher end kits. It's quite a basic one. The Cooper's DIY beer or whatever they're calling it now, uh, come, you know, obviously comes in the kit in the tin um, and it's the Irish stout version. I do love to brew a stout around Christmas time. It's not Christmas time right now. However, it's, uh, well, we've just hit spring. I think I've got about three or four bottles left, so 500 ml bottles. And um, as a kit and a stout, I've been pretty impressed with it, really. It's nice, fresh out of the garage. It's nice, fresh out of the fridge. It's nice if it's been stuck at the back of the cupboard. It's just a an all-round pretty good kit, to be honest. And I use the, the extra dark spray malt uh, in with that. So, anyway, why am I talking about that when it's not Christmas? Well, we've just put, I've just put, the next, uh, next lot of homebrew on. So, the next kit I've done. Um, I went to my local homebrew shop, which is the Jolly Brewer in Kidsgrove, Kidsgrove in Staffordshire. Uh, it's not too far from me. And I was over that way and I thought I'm planning to do a another brew of some kind. I was had a couple saved on my phone, online uh, sites that I've used before as well. And I, for some reason, I was just umming and ahhing about which one to pick, what I actually wanted to brew, what would be good to drink in the springtime. And I didn't do anything with it, basically. So as I was in the area, I thought I'll call in, see what they've got. And obviously, they don't have as huge a selection as you would have online because you can basically pick any homebrew kit that you can think of that they make is available online. Whereas your small home brew shop, an independent place, isn't going to have that kind of stuff, is it? So I had to kind of be led by what they had, but they still had quite a selection. And they had, um, so they had like your your kit tins, uh, so the Cooper's stuff, some Geordie stuff, uh, maybe there were some Young's, um, Muntons, you know the Muntons do that? Is it the watermelon sour style one that they do? Um, and then I've got the they've got obviously the uh, the mangrove jacks and the ones that come in the pouches that there's a little bit more to them. You get the dry hops and I think some of them upgrade the yeast and all that kind of stuff. So they've they've got a selection. They've got the a selection of yeast, a selection of hops in there. Um, so there was a bit to choose from. I was spoiled for choice. I didn't have all the time in the world to stand there looking as much as I would have liked to. So I had to kind of pick something and go. And for some strange reason, I chose the Cooper's DIY beer, uh, the Cooper's Australian Pale Ale. I think I've I think I've had that in the past in a bottle or a can. I can't I don't recall it. I usually would probably go for something like an IPA for the sort of first brew of the year. Let's call it ready for spring, and then I'd maybe try. A lager for summer, if I could get the lager to work, which I've 
uh, I've not had major success with over a few years. So that's something I need to practice. But I thought, you know what? I'll go for the Australian Pale Ale. We'll try it. I'm guessing, without researching, which is not very good preparation, I'm guessing it comes direct from their brewery, makes it exactly the same as what goes into their bottles and cans. So hopefully, in a couple of weeks' time, because I've just I've just bottled it, so it's in for secondary for men. It's only been in there for about three or four days, so I'm going to leave it for a week to ten days, and then I'll stick it out in the garage where it's a bit cooler for another couple of weeks, and then it'll be ready for testing. Uh, maybe in time for the Easter holidays, which which would be nice because I got a um, five litre stainless steel keg with the CO2 tap for Christmas and I haven't actually been able to try anything in it yet. Well, I did put a couple of bottles of the uh, Cooper's Irish Stout into it, tried charging it up with the CO2 and trying it that way and it was a good pour, it did well. Um but I haven't actually secondary fermented anything in there or keg conditioned it in there. Uh, so that's what I've done with this pale ale. So hopefully that turns out okay. I can put the tap on, crank up the CO2 and pour some nice homebrew Aussie pale or Aussie ale. I'm not sure which one I'm calling it yet. Uh, Aussie pale ale. Anyway, you can vote on a postcard or something. As part of that, kit i thought what i would do to make it slightly more interesting was i'd I'd mess about with some dry hop Um, oh and i also used a a different yeast than what comes in the kit Um, so it was a safale i think it was safale number four and that was i think it's the english english ale Um, so hopefully that helps and then it was just a a, a beer kit enhancer that went in with it Uh, nothing too crazy there some Harris Pure Brew tablets, obviously for a bit of water conditioning, uh, if that makes any difference. I've still not decided if it does or not. And I will try a proper brew one day with bottled water to see if it makes any bit of difference. I can taste a slight difference from this house compared to my previous house where we used to brew. Um, the water must have changed slightly. and We're not that far away. Yeah, so dry hopping. Again, sat online, scrolling through, trying to read different hop profiles and what might go good in the dry hopping phase. Uh, in the end, I settled on Citra because I thought that's the old classic um, for the ales and, well, probably more the the English ale side of things. But um, And then also, as a bit of a balancing act and sort of maybe introducing something a bit different and a bit new and a bit of fruitiness hopefully i went i went with nelson sovin hop sovin still don't know how to say it um so that's going to be interesting to see what that tastes like what i've actually done is i bought a couple of bottles of the australian pale ale in the bottles they're in the fridge ready to sort of taste test against it which I know isn't going to be accurate because I've messed about with it with the dry hop. But again, what I've done is while I was looking for the the Australian Pale Ale, I found, well, just by chance, really, it was um, a beer and wine merchants I found online, and I just looked at the other beers that they do, and there was a can of beer or two on there that actually uses the Nelson Suvin hop as well. So I thought I'll get that because then I can obviously 
probably in April when all, when this is all ready and it all comes together, I could try out the the Aussie Ale with the original version as well as another beer and another style done professionally by somebody else that um, that's got the Nelson Souvenir hop in it as well. So I'd kind of get an idea of what that hops like in a in a professionally brewed beer. So that's my kind of angle I'm going towards for April. We're not quite there yet, but when we are, hopefully, I'm going to get that keg on. I've already mentioned it to my friend who might be coming around to join me sampling, and that will hopefully get a podcast episode out of that. That'll be the first Man Cave Beers podcast sort of virtual pub invite you into the man cave for a beer type thing so aside from the the next homebrew kit that i've just put on that i'll bring to you shortly for tasting um beers i've had recently i had um warm shade from flock which was citrus smooth pine which i made notes of uh obviously because sometimes i can't remember back that far or if it wasn't the first beer of the night i might not even remember what it tasted like at all yeah so warm shade by flock it was a pale ale an american pale ale and i had it down as making notes of some citrus uh, type flavors it was quite smooth and the body was quite smooth and then it had a little bit of pine resin resinous um bitterness after after taste um it was quite a nice one and it was only 3.8 percent so that was quite interesting uh, for it to have a, a decent body like that, uh, being a sort of lower percentage beer. And that's uh, the hops in that are Idaho 7 and Simcoe, which are quite popular ones at the moment, aren't they? I also had Milson from Shore Shop Brewing, which is a New England hazy pale ale style beer. And this one from memory, um, so it was a 5.2%, a New England pale ale brewed with Citra, Galaxy and Mosaic built on an oaty body for a satisfying gulp full of tropical fruitiness and a high dry hop this one what did i write for my notes they weren't that too in depth to be honest but i had written down tropical hazy dank resinous pine juicy smooth mouthfeel it was a very smooth and obviously that comes from your your oats as it said in the description on untapped but from what i remember that was a really nice tasting beer it had the it had the fruitiness, the tropical elements, it had the pine, the resin, it had the smoothness. It was a, a really good, nice tasting beer, obviously. Um, sure Shot getting a lot of sort of, uh, um, a lot of praise really from from sort of the beer drinkers and the beer community of late. So didn't manage to get the, the double version, the Dilson, I think it was called. I'll keep my eye out for that one. And then more recently, which is just this past weekend, I went out with my friend to watch a Thin Lizzy tribute act in the local uh, Civic Hall. We stopped off at a little bar and, and bottle shop there, Ebenezer's, which was uh, was pretty interesting. Uh, I don't have a great recollect- recollection of the end of this night, so it must have been a good night. Um, but the things that I'd logged in untapped, we had... To start off the night, there was Signals from Attic Bruco, which was a, an American IPA, um, which was pretty tasty. Uh, citrus and stone fruit, uh, grapefruit, a little bit of apricot, 
and a hint of black currant. It says on the notes. I don't recall the hint of black currant, but it was a fairly decent beer to start off with. It was nice. It set it set the uh, the taste buds tingling. But then, which ended up being my choice, uh, I went on to a like a hazy pale ale, and that was Floret from Polly's Bruco. It was just a bit of a change of direction, really, in terms of what we'd set ourselves up for. But it did still have the a little bit of fruitiness to it, a bit of pineapple maybe. Um, and that's uh, also had the citrus, Simcoe, and Azaka hops. So um, floral and hoppy. Polly's Bruco Microbrewery in Mould, Flintshire, Wales, not too far from me. And to finish off, we had... Baboon by Missing Link Brewing, and this is an 8% Imperial IPA. Very interesting. Uh, Missing Link Brewing, a nano brewery in West Hoveley, uh, West Sussex, England. Double India Pale Ale Baboon is our biggest beer yet. A big whirlpool charge of citrus, Simcoe, followed by humongous 20 gram dry hop of Galaxy, Citra, and Simcoe. With the colour of peaches, expect a pillow soft mouthfeel with aromas and flavours of tropical fruit, passion fruit, apricot, citrus and grapefruit. A great combination to show off the New York, uh, the New England beer style. Hoppy, smooth mouthfeel, stone fruit, oatmeal, grassy. Don't, I didn't, don't recall the grassy. Um, but it was a really nice tasting beer and one of them that you can't tell was 8%, which is rather dangerous and I think that's where the kind of not recalling leaving the Civic Hall and going home part comes from because after we left there, after that, we went to watch the gig and it was it was Paddy's day and so we were drinking Guinness then for the rest of the night and we were stood right next to the bar. We made that mistake of standing near the bar, talking, watching the band, just sort of drinking too quickly really, yeah. So that's the recent beer adventures. A little bit of homebrew chat and the recent beer adventures. One of the things I did do when I put this homebrew kit on, though, was I actually joined a homebrew forum. And I know forums are a bit bit out of date now, aren't they, I suppose, when you've got social media and all that kind of stuff. But I was just after a bit of advice on some how much... Um, priming sugar to put into the keg because I'd not done the five litre before and also I was just talking to a couple of people about some dry hopping stuff so yeah homebrewing UK forum is why I'm on now and I thought you know if I go on there and start asking questions the people might get a bit bit sniffy about a kit brewer coming on asking questions but they, they all seem fairly genuine and they're all very welcoming so I'm taking some advice from them and they've already started trying to get me into grain brewing at home uh trying to convince me by saying all you really need is a large pan and you've probably got the rest of the kit for your kit brewing so i mean it won't take me much convincing but i just have to find the time and the space to sort that out uh alongside everything else so that might be something later on in the year we try our first first all grain brew you can find us on social media jamie's man cave on instagram jamie's man cave on untapped app and Man Cave Beers Podcast on Twitter. Please give this podcast a subscribe and a star rating. That helps us reach more people and grow the podcast. Also, if you check out the show notes, there'll be links to the social media 
and links to the Patreon page where you can buy me a pint. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Mm-hmm.